0: I'm Dr. Rachel Lupian. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Spera. Our climate is in crisis, and we all want to help,
1: but we might not know how. We're talking to people who have figured out how to use their talents to combat climate change in the hopes that their journey might inspire your own. This is How We Got Here, because the Earth needs professional help. Hey,
0: Steph. Hey Rachel, how's it going? You know, it's going. It's going. I'm I'm really liking our Tuesday night rituals here. It's on how we got here. Oh my gosh, it is. It makes <laughs> me look forward to the beginning of the week, which few yeah, things do. That's that's a great point. Yeah.
1: Speaking speaking of which, <laughs> how'd your week go? Oh, Rachel, <laughs> I I have about a week, and I will try yeah. and keep it short. I'm gonna do good, bad in the same sentence. I think or sentence, same little spiel. Um it as you and our two listeners know, this fall has been ridiculously <laughs> rough for me. Hello two listeners. Hi, mom. And <laughs> Hello, Mariam. both of our mothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so I Theodore was sick last week. That was a mess. And then all of a sudden I started feeling sick. And I was like, Uh-oh. this is just a head cold. This is fine. Cut to Sunday, 830 AM I'm at urgent care. Getting no. a lecture from my from the person being like, here's all the reasons we don't prescribe antibiotics. I'm like, great, cool, fine. Antibiotic resistance, whatever. However, I know my body, and I'm pretty sure the raw an pain in my throat is oh. unhealthy. So he like goes through this, and I'm like, very okay with this, right? Like, all about. you know, like not overprescribing. Science, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here we are. And then he looks at my throat, and he just goes, "Oh, that's remarkable." <laughs> And I was Well, like, congratulations! Thank you. So, not <laughs> only am I on antibiotics, but I'm also on that's steroids. <laughs> and oh, I, I just feel like a walking cocktail of drugs. You're I, doing great. Every time I take an antibiotic, I was <laughs> like, oh, here's a probiotic to offset whatever that's gonna do to my body. And then I, the the steroids are ruining my life. I like have roid rage and headaches and flushed face, oh, so I'm taking gosh. like Advil. Um, anyway, so like Sunday night. <laughs> Theodore, again, is, like, not sleeping well. No. It's 2 in the morning. And I just lose – not actually lose it. Everything is fine. But internally, I'm, like, literally, like, I, yeah. I can't You're be like, – the- nope. this is so hard for so many reasons. I wake up Monday, <laughs> I get in the shower, and I just cry for 15 minutes. I, like, literally just feel sorry for myself and cry. It's a good cry. place to cry. It's a good place. I'm a shower crier. So that yeah. was my ba- – that was a low. I start spiraling. I start thinking of all these reasons. Now, I know I'm a great mom, but I see, like, other moms uh, who have slept yeah. – and I'm like, look at them with time to work out. Look at them with time to make food that isn't the Kit Kat like, bar in the middle of your.
0: I do not have a child, and so I do not know true sleep deprivation. Oh, but like, if I get, a, like, if I get an unusually short amount of sleep, I like can't think the next yes. day. Like, and it like, is, yeah, I yes, yes, and it has been affects Everything,
1: and everyone's oh, like, it'll man. get better. And then other people are like, no, he, you're just screwed your whole. Because we've. Two listeners, yeah. don't call in and tell me to sleep train. We've done Grandma. it all. <laughs> um, oh, Grandma. Right, yeah. Vovó, as we call her. My oh, side does, uh, does not enjoy the sleep training and the crying. Um, mm. But, so that, like, Monday morning, in the shower, low, hysterically, cur- just feeling so sorry for myself, which I yeah. have, well, whatever. And then, it's probably the steroids, but on then I'm driving theater <laughs> to daycare. The mild <laughs> roid rage. Yeah. Yeah. Well... <laughs> And, like, the Itsy Bitsy, uh, my Spotify mix is insane, so it goes from, like, Justin Bieber to Folklore (laughs) to Itsy Bitsy Spider to Moana. So the Itsy Bitsy Spider comes on, and, like, I look in my mirror, and he's doing all the ham motions by himself, and I just started crying to you. are crying again, but happy to, oh, my God. So, Annie.
0: I'm going to cry. It was the cutest thing I've ever seen,
1: and I was just like what is my life anyway that's like my. why can't you sleep theo yeah i was like you're, he's so good during whatever he's a uh, great baby he during the day i've met him good baby oh man <laughs> anyway my week this whole semester has been a roller coaster and it's yeah. like culminating and i feel like i honestly feel like if i had taken time for myself and i'm gonna post a link on this page to this cartoon that's like, look, I'm burning the candle at three ends, which like resonated with me <laughs> and really bad. I don't think I would have gotten yeah. this sick. And like, poor Craig, right. I don't know what order these are gonna come out on because we are bad at planning. <laughs> yes, correct, we are. But we talked to Craig last week in calendar time. I don't know about podcast time. <laughs> and God, do I have a voice? Who knows? But anyway, Rachel, oh, yeah. I will stop. How was your week? What was good? Well, what was bad? We also
0: got a new uh, intern oh, to do my some gosh. sound editing, so maybe he can make
1: your voice sound super good. His name is Davis. <laughs> he's a junior Thanks, at Davis. the University of Richmond. He is, um, he's lovely and kind and tolerates me and Rachel and is yes. good at editing, out my typing, yeah. and he's great. Happy to have him. Uh, Rachel, what was your week? Good? Bad? All in the same? Yeah. Shower cry? <laughs> uh, ooh,
0: I don't think I shower cried this week but uh, that sounds kind of nice actually. Um, yeah so I had a I had a eventful you know I've had an eventful two days not just Ooh. week but Ooh. basically I have I have a couple things that happen that are like good and bad and it just so shows that our jobs are freaking roller, roller coasters just downright roller coasters I I first had like a, a little like first round interview last week, then I found out that I did not move on to the next stage. Zoom which interview? Yeah, it was like a thirty-minute Zoom. Which are situation. always so tough. How much prep yeah. time did you have between ask oh, and interview? Um, about twenty hours. Cool, oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I probably bombed. I mean, I, I thought it was I thought fine. Didn't. It was fine. What? Anyway, and then, but I, so I found out I I didn't move on to the next stage, which That's obviously fast. Oh, they are. I mean, they're gonna announce who gets the job like tomorrow, wow, probably. Wow. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I found out I didn't get it, and that you know sucked. But like then an hour later, after I found out, I found out that I had some uh, good news from other places who were interested in me. So it's just like in, in an hour,
1: um, roller emotional coaster. roller coaster. Fine, I do think. Off- but yeah. like any bites on a job application are good and zoom interviews yeah. no one walks away from be like that what great.
0: that one great
1: um, well, cuz they,
0: they literally like they i don't think they're allowed to like respond no. or like make faces and so and you're they, just talking and talking and this, then they they're have, like end next question
1: and they have to ask <laughs> the same set of questions yes. in a small amount of time so it yeah. is like it is not really ripe for success. it's not conversational no, yeah not it's right. a bit weird yeah. but
0: well, I did congrats for, on these other things. Well, yeah, okay, so not interviews, but just like you know, they asked for some letters of recommendation Always from my superfest So yeah, anyway, but it was just like boom, one hour turnaround. <laughs> it was just yes, no, down, yes, right, maybe. roller coaster. Yeah, um, will I have a job? Will I? I don't know. Um, and then. The other thing that happened is, you know, I've talked about this dumb paper that's in the, at the sixth journal yes. I've, I've submitted to, like, yes. it is just a skeleton of what it once was, this paper. I heard, finally, finally, finally heard back from the journal. And? The sixth journal. This is a journal, Davis. Him. This isn't me typing. And resubmit. Yay! <laughs> I don't know. I It's okay. The, the revisions aren't so bad. I'm just gonna... Okay. I hope, I mean, I've honestly, that was yesterday, I've already done them because oh. <laughs> I love turning oh. things around. Yeah. And I hate things on my to do list. So I'm like, boom, boom, boom. And they weren't so bad. So hoping to get those off. But it's just like another roller coaster. It's like, ah, it, it's like I finally got it back. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. But it's like the reviews kind of, kind of, I don't know weren't the most positive and then i have to like uh, it's yeah. just a roller coaster if there's good and bad in
1: all the yeah all the things and it like i hate it when reviews or just like you spent two seconds with my paper yes they were i got some short reviews i mean who knows maybe the reviews are
0: listening to this the first reviewer reviewer one they're li- <laughs> uh, let me tell you they're not listening to this they wrote a paragraph uh, that and that was it all right that sucks. That really sucks.
1: You put so There's much nothing time into speci-
0: it. Nothing specific to say. So it's oh. like, okay, like, well, I, I can't do
1: anything with that. Yeah. Anyway. Well, enough. it will about. be published soon. And yes. I think all will And I is- will <laughs>
0: tell everyone. <laughs> yeah,
1: as you should. I'll tweet about it. Yeah. You're teaching me. I'm so sick oh, of this paper. Something day. good that happened this week. Rachel yeah. taught me how to tweet <laughs> correctly by saying, hey, you can't just put at at the start of a Twitter, uh, yeah. of a tweet that that because mm-hmm. i was like rachel all of my tweets i could like see your tweets <laughs> i could see your tweets coming out
0: and like nobody liking them and i'm like oh she doesn't know about the period trick nope, nope. so
1: Dude. dot and then add a person <laughs> and i am old <laughs>
0: uh well i think you'll learn a lot in this conversation today because we are talking to a communicator i cannot wait i'm so excited to welcome my friend dr angelica patterson who is an educator a plant ecophysiologist and science communicator she is on a quest to understand how natural communities respond to climate change Angie is a strong advocate for diversity, equity, and inclusion in the sciences, and she really does it all. She sits on panels, she gives interviews, she publishes scientific research, she works as a capital M Master Science Educator. Angie has been featured in publications like The Guardian and has the absolute coolest nickname I have ever heard in my life, The Shotgun Scientist, and I will, I promise, I will get her to explain why that is her nickname. But welcome, Dr. Angelica Patterson.
2: Hey, Angie. Hi, how's it going? Good, thanks for joining us. Thanks, great to be here.
1: We're so excited to have We're you. We're so excited.
2: <laughs> Me too. I'm excited to have this conversation.
0: Is this um, your first podcast ever?
2: No. It is not my first no podcast. No
0: way, of course not. Sorry, I asked. you yeah, just like, I do this <laughs> for a living. Just like, just... my first today. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was actually, my first, very first podcast was In Defense of Plants, which oh. is, yeah, which was really that super cool. Awesome. Yeah, and we had a great conversation, and actually, uh, a lot of people after that interview um, started contacting me, ah. you know, to to be on a podcast here or there, and, but it was, like, really uh, crazy time. Uh, I was super busy g- getting started with work, so I couldn't, couldn't commit, but... Uh, I still today. get I still get invites <laughs> that's all that matters Of course you do Of yeah. course you do
1: <laughs> Well, Angie, you what what do you do? What is your what is your uh, you defend plants? What is your job? <laughs> do you have a business card? And yeah. if so, what does it say? I don't have a. I should probably have business I don't I, have one either. It's I all good. Them. I have a business
2: cards, but like I don't use them. So it doesn't
1: matter. <laughs> <laughs> like nobody's ever asked you for at, one all. Of
2: them, yeah. <laughs> at all. Um, yeah. So I am the master science educator at Black Rock Forest in Cornwall, New York.
0: That is that sounds really cool. Thank I like, you. <laughs> I hope you would have a lot of pride for that title alone because that is so cool. Yes. Um, but, like, what's it mean? Like, wh- uh, if you were explaining to somebody you met at a bar, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. W- what do you do?
2: Yeah. So, um, you know, Black Rock Forest uh, is a nonprofit organization, um, and it is uh, it manages its own private uh, reserve. Um, and we are also... Of uh, have consortium members uh, that make up is about 18 or so uh, member institutions uh, that are K through 12 um, college uh, universities uh, urban you know around the community like suburban areas um, and cultural institutions like the American Museum of Natural History so. Um, they all come together to use our resources, um, bring classes out to the forest, um, engage with the forest through science, research, and conservation. And I uphold like the education pillar of it. Awesome. Um, and so that's where I'm basically like, the liaison between the forest and all the uh, uh. member institutions and educators that bring their students to the forest.
1: That's you so speak cool. For the tree. I know liaison for the forest. Yeah, yeah that's so exactly. Cool. <laughs> God, okay, that sounds so cool. When you're <laughs> when you're liaising, uh, oh. is that a verb? I yeah. I think what so. are you? It is. Okay. <laughs> Great. We'll, we'll, we'll roll with it. So, what do you actually actually do on a day to day basis? Do we find you in the forest oh. all the time? Do you have an office space? and yeah. A computer? Do you have yeah. a tree your, house? I don't yeah, know. Oh my God. Is your office a treehouse? It is.
2: It is unfortunately not a treehouse. Uh, we should fix that.
1: But what's yeah.
0: your day to day look like? <laughs> Maybe when people hear this podcast, they'll be like,
2: she Yeah. Needs- hey, listen. She needs a treehouse. We could crowdfund something. <laughs> yes. I, I don't mind. I don't mind.
1: support uh, our bio. Two listeners. <laughs> Exactly. We'll support that.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah, no, I have an office. Um and I and my office is actually housed in this new space that was uh renovated uh in the lodge basement area. Um and so they transformed that area into what we call the Moretti Education Center. So it's this nice large classroom space that could fit like about up to 30 students or so, um, and I have a nice office in that new space um, and a nice uh, round table um, where educators can come and sit down, and we could talk, collaborate, uh, think about some new ideas on how to teach, you know, all things forest ecology, um, or come up with some creative uh, curricula to to use with their their students. So. This
0: is a physical and mm-hmm. metaphorical roundtable. Yes. yes, it is exactly. <laughs> and it,
2: yeah, exactly. And it 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 was named after uh, Frank Moretti, who was uh, served on the board for for many years, and actually was kind of like the the person who got together uh, this this consortium group. Of institutions uh, in the beginning, so he's uh, big on technology and, and science and and teaching, and so that's kind of what our, our space is going to be all about. Is cool. yeah, smart Thanks, boards Frank. and things like that. Yeah, Ooh, I, I know
1: using technology. So that, yeah, he's you. great. <laughs> I mean that's awesome the office is amazing yeah you also take people into the forest or no
2: yes yes i do so yeah sometimes we have groups that come um and they'll you know want to do some activities in and around the buildings which is totally fine they do some team building activities or whatnot um some groups want to go hiking um and they'll request you know Rock Forest staff to you know, accompany them, so at times uh, when I'm not tied to my computer, I can go out and uh, hike and guide uh, groups w- through the forest. Um, and then there are times when groups want to, you know, just learn how to measure trees or uh, collect acorns and do some uh, surveying methods. Um, and so as a plant scientist, I can actually go out there and help guide those lessons with the teacher um, and sometimes there are teachers who are totally independent and they don't they don't need my help so I'll just uh lay back yeah.
1: send them can, off can yeah. I ask you a question about collecting acorns sure <laughs> <laughs> I have yeah. a one-year-old and all he does is collect acorns oh. can I use that how do I use that what craft? data uh, what or no I was Sorry. gonna how do I how is it a data point what does that tell us I
2: I love that question. Yeah. So we have we do have like an acorn study, where, um, you know, class classes will come out and there's usually like third graders or so. Um, and we'll have a transect of about like twenty five trees, and we'll make sure that is um, we have three different types of oak trees represented. So we'll have like chestnut oak, white oak, red oak, and um. The groups will, will go, maybe be split into three groups or five groups, survey, the um, you know, every other tree. And they'll have to collect as many acorns as they can in two minutes. Um, and then at the end, we go and do like a, a float test on the acorns to see which ones are viable and which ones are not. We oh can teach them about math and do fractions, right, um, percentages. Um, and then you can... Uh, collect the viable acorns, and you can like uh, measure like how how many acorns does it take to make a pound, you know, and have like a known weight, and we have like a scale balance where we have like a known weight, and then how many acorns, and they can, yeah, and, and you can do this over the
0: so yeah, you can do it over <laughs> the
2: years because yeah, you can get yeah. many data points, and uh, with oaks, they um, they do what we call masting, so they'll put out acorns. All at once, maybe one year, and then it'll take another year or two for them Hmm. to, uh, you know, develop those acorns again, and then drop them again. So every year year is different.
1: Blowing my mind for two reasons: (laughs) one, I'm gonna force my son to walk in a line. Yeah. Two, I did not know that acorn viability—you could tell it apart by floating or not.
2: Totally. Yeah.
1: Three, two years ago we moved here, and (laughs) our yard was just. Acorns, And I was like, what is that? We have two oak yeah. trees. Also, I now have to figure out what type of oak they are. Mm. I just learned a willow oak was a thing. Mm-hmm. Very cool. But yes, that, we definitely is. don't have that.
0: It's been um, like five minutes and we have learned a lot.
1: <laughs> well, now I have all these like things to do with my son as he gets older. Yeah. I'm like, let me jokingly teach you math. Not jokingly. Trick you into learning <laughs> math. You could trick
2: them into learning math. And it's fun because yeah. it's hands-on. It's engaging. And then you can... Yeah, you just sneak that math in. Before, like like vegetables. Yeah,
1: yeah. exactly. But yeah. math is fun. Math is fun. <laughs> before we ask you about researching climate change, can I ask you a very fluidity? Can you tell acorns... Do acorns... <laughs> we brought you this here today. today. I, I'm so I
2: don't acorns. mind. I don't mind. I, I like oaks. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, honestly, my oak trees are a nuisance. They shade our house, but there's so many acorns and leaves. But can you... Do acorn like does a red oak and a white oak do the ac- Can you tell them apart by their acorns? That's where I'm going yeah. with that question. That's what yeah. we so love.
2: <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, no, there there are definitely some differences uh, in what aches what acorns look like from each species. So sometimes you got to be careful though because there are hybridization that happens. So you know Sneaky. there's like a blend of characteristics in an acorn, but it's um, a
1: pink. Yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah pink oak because of pink acorns yeah, yeah. yeah that'd be great
1: so basically i'm gonna link on our blog with this page to all of the acorns that we collect and that would we'll be see great what i can do yes, yeah and i'll and i will try and tell them apart and tell everybody what trees i have mired okay so I'll, okay. I'll stop. <laughs>
0: I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll um, stop. just I'll stop.
1: stepping away from acorns I'm for a sorry. little bit. We're so um, <laughs> not here to talk about
0: <laughs> Nah, no, we we're pro-acorn. Um could you tell us a bit about your research and how that pertains to climate change? I also just wanna say Congratulations, Doctor Angie! Oh, thank you. I, I don't know if you know this, but I was at your dissertation defense. You
2: were. No I was. Kidding.
0: I was a sneaky Yay. Zoom viewer, <laughs> chatting with Mary. Hi, Mary, in the in the chat. Yep, yep. <laughs> it was amazing.
2: Oh, I love the support. That was so that was so fun, and and um, yeah, I had to make it entertaining, and
1: it was great. Uh, yeah. yeah,
2: So yeah, no. So my my research is, um, you know, basically. Trying to figure out whether or not there are these physiological drivers behind climate-induced my- tree migration. Um, so I look at uh, a tree's photosynthesis rates and a tree's respiration rates. So how much carbon they're they're gaining and how much carbon they're they're giving off. Um, and I want to know if different tree species uh, do those do different. Um, Perform those processes differently? Mm-hmm. Uh, how much so? And does that dictate how tolerant they may be uh, under warming conditions? Um, so, I did all my work at Black Rock Forest, where mm-hmm. I currently am. I've heard of that, yeah. Yes. They acorns there. Yeah, they have plenty of acorns A of, there. A lot of acorns. Yeah, yeah. the forest <laughs> is predominantly uh, oak made up of oak. <laughs> no, we're <So>. back to <laughs> We are back to but oak. I'm so sorry. That? The oak well, is like the the central player well, in this story. Metaphorical, yeah. Yes. So
1: sure. you studied all sorts of trees though, not just oak. Yeah, I studied,
2: climate change. Okay. I studied I studied okay. twenty three different tree species at okay. Black Rock Forests, many of which wow. we didn't know much about uh in regards to their physiology. Sure. Um but what I did Can I, I... ask you a
1: question that was oh, maybe yeah. very sure. when you say physiology, is there a different word for that? It's just like the, how they work how the processes how
2: Yeah that... it's like a general term of basically how something works you know Like what plant are
1: mechanics the... right? Yeah
2: exactly okay. exactly okay. so um, and and I'm just looking at one portion of physiology so I'm sure. just looking at the, the photosynthetic and the respiration portion it's of... the,
1: the carbon oxygen part Yes The sugar plus the Exactly which it.
2: contributes okay. to how much a tree can grow <laughs> or sure. how or whether or not they're they're doing all this work just to maintain and survive, you know. You can actually try to measure that and partition that.
1: So you're trying to figure, are you with your dissertation? You were like, I'm gonna look at 23 different trees, and with climate change, how are they responding, and the trade-offs between carbon and oxygen and sugar to be like, am I just surviving or am I thriving? Thriving.
2: Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I I was on track to get to that part. And, but basically I stopped where I wanted to find out whether or not there were differences between, um, trees that are centrally resident there, sure. um, historically yeah. versus trees that are migrating out of the forest versus trees Ooh. that are actually migrating in from the forest. Wow. So so, the, so there's, you know, the context is the migration of trees and, uh, how are you actually how, how is your physiology compared to, um, you know, those that are used to the temperatures and climate that's here versus, you know, uh, what's going to happen in the future?
1: And are all those trees maybe not native to Black Rock Forest, but native to the U- or to the U.S. or any or any of them like invasive tree
2: species yeah there is one in my study that is uh not is non-native so it's, is it uh, the,
1: is it the best tree is it the most resilient tree? uh you know
2: it <laughs> <laughs> it has characteristics where like it it can it's has high photosynthetic rates yeah mm-hmm. uh and high photosynthetic capacity which means they're you know I describe photosynthetic capacity as like the engine of a car so how fast are you able to take up that carbon innately um and transform and put it through that process to to form sugars and grow so um yeah that one has a pretty high capacity to to take up which is
1: interesting right
2: yeah yeah Um, i mean it you know it is it because of that you know trait that they are successful and maybe, you know, growing in the under these temperatures, or perhaps w- will they be better at growing under these temperatures in the future? That's we don't know that yet. But, but uh, yeah,
1: it sounds like your research both like saw put you you did research on things people hadn't even thought of addressing before, and it also opened up a lot of new questions, which is really interesting. Like, what is the composition of this forest going to look like under climate change? Right? Yeah. yeah, which is really interesting. Yeah, is that? So Rachel told me, and I also knew this sh- before she told me this, but you're called the <laughs> Shotgun Scientist.
2: Does <laughs> that,
1: is that really? Relate- we got to hear. Well, yeah. Why? The story behind How did it? that give us, happen? Give,
2: us, give us some
0: How did that happen? How did that yeah, happen? Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> Our listeners want to know. The
2: inception of that of of that name did not happen when I first started grad school. Um, even you didn't though walk I,
1: in and you said, I am the I Shotgun had Scientist. No, Refer to me as that alone. Uh,
2: listen, I could have been the Shotgun or the slingshot scientist. Oh. But, you know, that didn't work out for me. You got
1: upgraded. It did get upgraded. Did it, did it upgraded. not work out for you because you were better at a shotgun than a slingshot? <laughs> slingshot was, sounds a lot harder. I was
2: much better at a shotgun than a slingshot. That's and okay. we did... There was at one point that's, you know, we actually went and purchased a six-foot slingshot <laughs> that had what is that kind of like <laughs> what? a beanbag at the end of it that was tied to like a line saw, And oh what you would God. do is literally... Like, take the the bean bag with the saw and, like, hover all the way down to the ground (laughs) and then aim and release. And it's supposed to go over a branch of your choosing. Okay. And then you have to. Yeah. Also, the
0: listeners don't know what you're using these for yet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes. So, so, what, so why are you shooting <laughs> at yeah, question Olympic event? Yeah, yeah. why are
1: we yeah. slingshotting or Yeah, shotgun? What about like shot put? Like yeah. some other, what, what's well, the what's javelin? The goal? Why not? Let, let, let's <laughs> let Angie tell her story.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, the goal um, was to sample leaves that were in the canopy of these trees that I, that I studied. Um, I, and, yeah.
1: Do ladders or cherry pickers mm. exist?
2: Mm-hmm. They do. But,
1: Okay. Sounds expensive.
2: They do. <laughs> and at the time Black Rock Forest did not have a cherry picker. Okay. Now cherry pickers are you know, you can only drive them on the road. I do uh know. so so I can only hmm. sample Ooh. I would oh. only be able to sample Which along have, like, roads.
0: Different amount of light Which coming has, in. Exactly. Oh yeah. And not all mm-hmm.
2: species grow alongside a the road. So, road. so that would have right. limited cherry me. picker out. Out. You don't want to cherry pick your data.
0: Uh uh-uh, uh, you know, <laughs> <let's> do that. <laughs>
2: we want a holistic, yeah, yeah, approach to these things. Uh, <laughs> so <laughing at> me. <laughs> yeah, we. So so that was out of the question. Um, you could do you can build scaffolding. So if you go to the oh, tropics, that sounds terrifying. A lot of uh, you know, those trees are are super super high, yeah. and sometimes um, and if they have like permanent. Uh, like plots you know you can actually install something oh, permanent yeah. more permanent oh, sure, 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 right sure. and then you can climb up there and have scaffold whatever that's too expensive we don't need that yep. uh, and then the slingshot didn't work <laughs> um, I, I did use a pruner sometimes because the
1: slingshot you're like gonna break a branch down and it'll fall in the game. I be. I, I just that's couldn't... the goal. No, 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 not yeah. you. But the oh, goal yeah. of the slingshot. The goal. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> okay. Um. Not you. So you yeah. No. <laughs> uh, so I decided I I needed something faster, uh, less expensive, efficient, and. Scientists and cool. Have, and cool, and scientists have <laughs> been doing this. Like my advisor, uh, Dr. Kevin Griffin. Like yeah. he used a shotgun for his work. Um, our executive director, Bill Schuster, uses shot, the shotgun all the time. And You're we have a si- long
0: line of shotgun long line line,
2: lineage of shotgun, but scientists. they're
0: not called the shotguns. No.
2: So what yeah. happened? What happened <laughs> was um, it, in the summer of twenty twenty. You know, there were all the campaigns, right? Like Black Burgers Mm. Week. And then there was Black Botanists Week. And there was a call to, like, introduce yourself to to the community so we could see, you know, Black people in science. And I was like, yeah, let me participate. So I put out... um, I wanted, obviously, the shock value. So I put out the picture of me and the shotgun and then a tweet about my work, um, my research. And a journalist from The Guardian... Reached out to me and wanted to interview me to write an article so about cool. what I do. And yeah. so um, she, I credit her uh, for oh, like kind awesome. of pointing the term. Uh, she's, uh, the title is like the shotgun scientist who hunts tre- moving trees. That's and th- I, th- I th- was like, so cool. yes. And then I was like, <laughs> let me look up online if shotgunscientist.com is taken. No. I'm totally oh, taking it and nice. I'm branding yeah. this baby.
1: <laughs> yes. It is me. I
0: am that. <laughs> you are one with that. Yes.
2: Exactly. Amazing. Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, we could marriage. use some marketing advice.
2: No, marketing. Yeah. yeah. I love It's that. all about the marketing. <laughs> it is. But, wow. it, but it's great because it catches people's attention yeah. and it makes them want to learn about this yes. work. And I think it's important.
1: But it also still accurately describes. Yeah. And field. it does. Like it yeah. doesn't,
2: there's no like weird stretch
1: there. You actually do use a
2: shotgun yeah. to
1: shoot off branches or leaves to study to mm-hmm. about climate change in trees, which is amazing.
2: Yep. Love it. So,
1: let's bring it back a little. What got you
0: interested in the first place in work uh, sort of doing this combating the climate crisis work or or understanding how Yeah. how ch- well, I guess it's in your research so understanding how trees are responding to climate change, but also in your, in your current education work.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I really got, uh, passionate about this, you know, uh, uh, well, really before even coming to graduate school, um, when I was trying to find my major, uh, in undergraduate, you know, at Cornell university, um, I didn't think I was going to go into plant science. Um, but I just happened to kind of come across a, a conservation biology course and that kind of changed my whole trajectory. Um, and then I got, I landed my first job at Barnard College um, as a research assistant in a plant biology lab. Um, and so I got more into plants and, but it, was, it wasn't was climate focused. It was more like epigenetics and things like that. Um, so it wasn't until I took uh, Kevin's Kevin Griffin's class, Plant ecophysiology, where I was like, "This is awesome! Like, how are how are these plant communities actually responding to changes in climate?" Um, and he, you know, he he, most of his work was like done in the Arctic, and yeah, um, yeah. like Mary, our mutual friend, <laughs> and <Or Mary>. shout <laughs> out, yeah, Mary. Our mutual, shout out, Mary. <laughs> um, and, I have no idea of Mary. I know. <laughs> so we we'll, I will yeah, we'll tell Mary. her. She has yeah. nothing <laughs> to Yes. <laughs> and I was the only one at the time really that was like uh didn't make it to the arctic. I I was reading about um kind of I was reading this paper at lab meeting about like you know basically plants having a commitment to extinction uh in the year 2050. Like 20 to to 50% is committed wow, wow, to extinction, wow. com- you know, depending on their rates of dispersal which you know they disperse through seeds um and it's it only get worse you know uh if if they're limited in their ability to migrate and so i was like oh no i was like well (laughs) what's (laughs) i was like uh so what's (laughs) happening does anyone else care about that yeah yeah i was like what's happening this seems like an issue plenty plenty of scientists before me have like done you know, done work in this, in this arena and have like, you know, looked at how, how forests are changing, how plant communities are changing. Uh, Look, they did like gradient studies like Mm -hmm. latitudinal gradient studies and compared physiology and stuff like that. Um, But I was, I learned at BlackRock that, you know, for over 90 years or over the span of 70 years um, or 76 years, they found that three tree species, became locally extinct and 11 species have migrated in. And I saw that pattern and I was like, yeah, it's actually happening. I want to know why, like what, what's going on. And so that was kind of the catalyst to me, uh, going into this particular field.
1: Angie, can I take it way back? Like way, way, way back. So it sounds like way, way back. back. Well, it sounds like you went into college undecided potentially, but even before that, did you have a first job job like did you work at uh I don't know did you have a fr- like a high school job or anything like that
2: oh yeah what oh was yeah that? and it's funny because like what well you know I, I did the whole babysitting sure. thing and like uh, I think everybody did um, I was
0: not allowed to do that. <laughs> <You> were- <laughs> <laughs> I still never changed a diaper in my life I just oh. that occurred to me the other day and I was wow. like I should probably the- you should try. try but... Anyway, sorry, that was such a tangent. Carry on.
2: <laughs> now I've uh, changed diapers, not my forte. Not you know I mm, there's there's You're some like, kids this that are just not way, what I want to do with way too uh, much. Yeah, and I was like this isn't that's my fair. thing. Um, it's good to find so out And <laughs> 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 yeah, process yeah. of elimination yeah. really yeah. early. Um, and I ended up working in my community uh, in Pennsylvania. We have like a like little jobs you know that high school high schoolers can do i ended up being uh interestingly titled the master boat Boat the boatmaster, that's what it was. That was the boat Ma- master. Circle,
1: second of all, the master, the the circle. What, did you Yeah. Just,
2: what where what is a boat master. I was <laughs> tell us
0: about this, please. <laughs>
2: there was plenty of positions. Uh, at the at the beach. Okay, so, so we're, we're on, we on have like a, la- a lake. shore. A lake. Gotcha. no, we're on a lake. We're in the Pen- okay. we're on a lake okay. in Pennsylvania, okay. in northeast okay. Here Pennsylvania. We are. Yeah. Mm. Yes, sunny day. You know, kids yeah. are out. Um, I worked at uh, the snack sure. shack. You know, cooking up the fried foods. Got some for chicken tendies.
0: Yeah, my friends <laughs> at the
2: time. At the time, it was chicken fries. Oh. That was the big thing. Is that a, is yeah, that, a that was. chicken tender. I, I, oh. Yeah, basically. <laughs> love like fries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. people loved them. I don't know why. Uh, and then I graduated to boatmaster, and so I was the one who was like any if anybody had like a jet ski or a wave runner or a boat um i had to check it, if they had their Ooh. license and oh, you know so get their so much power registration. yeah and then i like let them you know you get on the
1: water you on the water
2: and people and people we had like we had like paddle boats and sure. canoes and so i would rent you know rent them when, out whatever awesome. when, it was super when fun you were
1: in <laughs> high school then aside from babysitting and being a boat mask. Oh, Ooh.
2: I was also a, I was also a dishwasher. Oh, okay. That was my that was my job before like going to college. So that was like I Summer was driving before. to work. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I was uh, <laughs> yeah exactly, oh, it was like yeah, yeah. I got to make. But the cool thing about it, I worked there. It was like yeah. at a resort and I and I was a dishwasher and the one of the owners, it was like three sons um they all went to Cornell uh, Hotel and Management School. Oh, yeah. So they had they had found out that I got into Cornell. And one of them came and was like, Angie, do you mind coming to my office? And I was like, uh, did I do something <laughs> wrong? Oh, I'm you're fired. Go. <laughs> yeah. Your God. But he actually was, like, proud of me that I got into Cornell, his alma mater, and he gave me $1,000. Whoa! In
0: cash. Well that's,
2: to help for my amazing. studies and, and my books.
1: Amazing.
2: Right? Like, I still, like, seared yeah, into my it head. it's a tear it like, to your
1: eye. Well, oh my yeah, gosh. So, when you were nice. in high school, were you, did you have, my high school did not have any environmental science classes. Like, did you take them in high school in that, and you sort of thought, like, how did you end up in that?
2: Oh, yeah, no. That plant physiology
1: class in college that sort of, like, yeah. changed your trajectory? Did you go into college thinking anything at all? Like, what was your college trajectory like?
2: Yeah, no, I um, literally went to Cornell because I had aspirations to become a veterinarian. Oh, sure. Great
1: mm.
2: <laughs> yeah. vet school. Great vet school. And even then, I, I was lucky to get into Cornell because I—I I, that was the only—I only applied to three schools.
1: Wow. Yeah.
2: So it was Cornell, and then it was like two other colleges that no one's ever heard of. Safety uh, in Pennsylvania. <gasps> Basically, <laughs> and I I er, applied early decision because I really sure. wanted to go to Cornell, yeah. and I actually spent like a summer there taking like two classes when I was oh, wow. sixteen. They
0: were like, "We get it, Angie. You want to come here? Well, just, okay. yeah." You, and, yeah.
2: And, and literally, and literally, then like I wanted to be an astronomer, so I took an oh. astronomy class, and I took a, a mythology class because I liked Greek sure. mythology. Yeah, why not? I mean, yeah. I. I I haven't touched it ever since, but... Um, <laughs> Could have
0: gone the other way. <laughs> Could have gone the other way.
2: Uh, that's when I discovered I was a horrible writer. Uh-huh. Um, Same. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Mm-hmm. And then, so I really wanted to go to Cornell. They saw that. I got in. And so I was on the animal science sure. vet track. Um, but that was, like, an epic fail. In that... Um,
1: but in that, I, like, you didn't yeah. like it? Or in that that you were... No,
2: like, I literally... Really I literally oh, right, failed. Sure.
1: I mean... Yeah. <laughs> alert.
2: I literally I they say they say dream big <laughs> fail big I was failing big and um but you know what that was the catalyst for me to figure out what I wanted to do um I didn't you know I didn't get great advising um I thought yeah. I, I I think I took I registered for like 20 something credits oh,
1: that's too many uh
2: and and the first year, because I didn't have That's, proper advising in oh my credit. Yeah, and I and I was a first generation yeah. student, so I didn't know that you could even yeah, drop 100%. classes. Didn't Ugh. know
0: the rules. Andrew's yeah. first advisor didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. come here? on.
2: Yeah, they were on sabbatical. Uh, how so... how
1: did they even, Honestly, how <laughs> <I> did <don't laughs> they know. have Zoom then? Yeah.
2: They didn't so, have like, at all. They
1: shouldn't have be- You should not have yeah. been given to them. It I know. Is...
2: I don't know what happened. I fell through the cracks yeah. and I, I was struggling. Um, and so I had failed uh, the animal science. Um, I, I got a D in sure. biology, two two C's in chem, yeah. something like it that. You should so... have been taking
1: all of those classes at the same time. Yeah. That's first a... of all, very, you're, very exactly,
2: you're exactly, you're exactly right. It is so yes.
0: awesome to hear you talk about it because other people who are in college right now are going to be listening and being like, Mm. Oh, I can get a C and still like you know.
2: Oh yeah, no, it's like I, it's funny because I, you know, when I TA classes during grad school and I would give out grades yeah. and people be like, "Well, I deserve like a point," yeah.
1: you're like, "You know, cool. here and
2: a point here," and I'm like, first of all, you don't, you, you know, don't, but <laughs> you're, not, you're too entitled." Also,
1: you, are, you don't
0: deserve like, that. like yeah, you yeah, didn't yeah, deserve yeah. it. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I had a similar experience like people trying to get for that B mm-hmm. to B plus, and I was like, just it's fine
2: You'll it's okay. not it's fine it's fine you can still overcome it and and you know not to say that it didn't bite me in the ass at the right. end, you know because yeah, totally. i graduated with a 2.5 gpa so i really had to prove mm. that i can go you know make it in grad school at the time of applying but i had to do a lot of things to did, do yeah. that did you
1: go directly um, yeah. from uh undergrad to grad school or
2: okay. no, no, I, um, what did you end up... up
1: majoring in? Was it plant by... yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
2: So, so what happened was I, um, had to make up sure. a class, uh, had to, because I, 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 get it. I know I, I was exploring, like, maybe I'll be a, a psychologist. Maybe I'll be an anthropologist. Maybe I'll be, but know... that's
1: what your advisor should have told you. I to was do, open. By the way. Take a class in something. You don't... I know. I mean, this advisor who we all don't like take a class in things that uh-huh. we don't. That you may not have thought of before because you don't know what's out there. Not take, not know. load exactly. your first semester with biochem and animal science. Like, what? The...
2: <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Um, yeah, so I ended up taking all these classes and, um, uh, and, and I, I took one class during the summer that was that conservation class because I, I was interested in mm-hmm. animals. You know, like most you know young people are when they coming into this new field, and um, and I was like, oh, maybe I'll do like work for National yeah. Geographic or something. And um, not far
0: off. But... <laughs> well, it's end. so funny
2: because at the time I really didn't right. think I could. I I thought it was such a pipe mm. dream, uh, and now I know right. people yeah. who work there, which and is you're crazy. Like, you're not that special. <laughs> yeah, I was like. I mean, I could have <laughs> <done> that. <No. laughs> that. was my
0: second choice,
2: yeah. Yeah, second choice. Uh, no, they're doing great things, Jeff, I was if like... If you're listening, you're great.
1: Well,
0: <laughs> oh, I know, we know. I mean, I don't know if we're... Alejandra, No, the same
2: person.
0: Ale-
2: yeah. Sorry. yeah. Sorry if you're listening, Alex. Yeah. She's great. No, you're great. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I was like, just like, oh, maybe I'll... You know, work with animals, but in the wildlife, like in the wildlife yeah, sector, yeah. As, as opposed to in a vet type clinic type situation. So, so I had taken that class and then I explored the Department of Natural Resources. Mm. And that's the degree that I got a degree natural in uh, resources. natural resources. Oh, just very cool. Yeah. Do you think, yeah. and, um, sorry,
0: do you think yeah. that, oh
2: no, yeah. do you think
0: your time as boat master being outdoors <laughs> on the lake, like, helped encourage you to or, or at least explore those interests in outdoor animals
2: <laughs> i think so Wild i mean because i re- i literally remember you know i'm like f- 14 no i was like 15 16 um being out in a sunny day like by the beach feeling the breeze mm, off the lake
0: this is the best
2: and it was like, oh my gosh, this is, like, beautiful, you know? I, I really appreciated yeah. my time outdoors, like, spending it outdoors in the summer. Um, and I'm sure it contributed to, to my enjoyment. I, I didn't grow up, like, hiking. I yeah. didn't grow up, you know, my family wasn't that type of vacationer, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, we went to theme parks or whatever. Um, So I really learned through all those experiences, either through my work or through internships. Yeah. Yeah. And exploring but I was open to it so right. I was like I, I'm not afraid I, I, I'm not afraid of the unknown like I want to and I had this fascination with traveling mm-hmm. and so I knew that this type of career was that the pathway to kind of going in yeah all and places.
0: like I mean we've talked about this a little just like being a scientist like we go to conferences places yeah. like short courses go all, all mm-hmm. over even if it's not for field work it's like a lot of travel yeah. opportunities yeah well
1: See new yeah, things, it's great. I mean, right when you, gra- <laughs> I don't know. When you graduate college, Steph's like, like, I'm over oh, it, but it's great. <laughs> uh, I want, no, I miss traveling, that's what it is. I like, oh, I'm sorry, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. One day I'll leave yeah. Richmond, Virginia, uh, <laughs> the bustling town. Uh, oh, Angie, what did you do after college? You were <laughs> Steph, Steph. I think you were going to a- ask a question, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you didn't go right to grad school, that right? No.
2: Yeah, you're right. I okay. did not. I I was a natural resources major. I had some opportunities to study plants uh, during undergrad. Um, I I actually did an internship. With fish. The band? P. Uh, so I was like. I'm I was just P-H- like, wait. No, I, I, no. Nope. <laughs> oh, quite, Not you're that like, way. Very open. I'm, like, open actual, to travel. I get it.
0: Oh, you're not. <laughs> On tour. Love some plants.
1: <laughs>
2: I love, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You wink. Yeah. I get those questions all the time. But, um, uh,
1: so, so actually like fish, like fish. Like, swim, like, like actual
2: Chinook, Chinooks. Chinook salmon.
1: Is it Chinook?
2: Yes. Chinook? I say I've Chinook. I've only
1: ever seen it and I've never heard it out loud. Okay, you're probably right.
2: Ancarinkus Chabu-cha.
1: Fancy, fancy. I say that times. Well.
2: I, I, I love saying it, and I can't Don't spell stop. it for What did, ever. What did you no, do with not at all. Ah, I actually studied the evacuation rates of f- different food items. So basically how fast the fish <laughs> <No>. pooped different <laughs> food items. <laughs>
0: like what? Like what this is a very serious items. podcast. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah.
1: like, what were the different things that, the, like, human
2: versus fish? I, I don't. Right, like, oh. like more natural okay. food versus, like, um, food that they would get. So, fed Rachel in the farm. wants gotcha. to know
1: how fast did Taco Bell evacuate their. <laughs> how fast did uh, they <laughs> move?
2: Immediately. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I won't. Okay, well, let's move on. <laughs> Same.
2: No, it was fun. It was a great, it was a fun experience. I got to, like, um, a, study something that I never was exposed to, like yeah. fish. You know, I didn't go fishing or anything when I was growing up. Um, and then we would go out to, like, uh, Lake Ontario. Sure. So, and we would, and this was, like, another fun, I was a boat, <laughs> <laughs> boat master to being on boats yes. on Lake Ontario. Um, say, you know, doing seining, and uh, sometimes What's we would seining? do... Oh, so seining is, like... A net, a sure seine. Did not know that uh, was a word. That for you net. would.
0: No,
2: me <laughs> Yeah, so you could bring the same like net. Fancy net. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and it has like little weights on the ah. bottom, um, and one person holds it holds it on shore, and the other person drags it out, uh, and kind like of sweeps. See, sweeps exactly the fish or whatever is going to go in there in the net, and then bring it back. Drag it back to shore, and then you could sample what you caught. Cool. So we would awesome. collect them and bring them back to the uh, aquariums that we had set up and do our experiments. Um, but yeah, there was times we would go out in the middle of the night, um, and uh, fluorescence tag oh, fish. cool. Yeah, so you can like search for the fish yeah. that you have splattered with yeah. fluorescent markings. Um, was this? And then sometimes we would just sample like, incrementally throughout the day, so it'll be like an hour, we'll chill out in the boat and just listen to music. Yeah. <laughs> listen to fish. Yeah, yeah listen to fish. I'm the boat. Yeah.
0: So was was so. it, this was an internship, you said, was that, like, yeah. through Cornell, or how did you find that after?
2: That was through okay. Cornell. I think I probably saw, like, an ad or yeah. something, um, and I applied to be an intern, and, and I got chosen. Cool. And then... Um, so so yeah, so I did the fish, um, I did, uh, I, for my senior thesis, I worked in a, a ecology and environmental biology lab, um, studying dis- plant diseases um, on, on Kansas grasses. And then after that, I didn't know what to do. I wanted more experiences. So, um, and I wasn't dead set on getting a full-time job. So my plan was to do, Internship after internship after internship until I found what I wanted. Oh, to do.
0: amazing! Uh,
2: and I and if anybody is like, you know, has ever practiced manifestation, yeah, um, I highly recommend it because I was like, I'm going to Hawaii. I'm going to Hawaii. I'm going <laughs> to Hawaii because I never been. And I actually landed an internship in Hawaii after graduation awesome. doing birds, but I couldn't do it because I didn't have funding. Oh. So
1: you got the job, and then they're like, <laughs> just kidding did you fly to Hawaii and they are like, you have to get on the plane no. again?
2: <laughs> I interviewed uh, while I was in Ithaca, and New York. And they were York, like, oh, it's unpaid. <laughs> yeah. It was like, we thought we would get funding, but you can come if you'd Ugh. like, um, but you'd have to pay Ugh. your own oh way God. until we figure out. Absolutely and I was like, not. I'm poor yeah. student. Yeah, no and plus I don't believe in unpaid 100%. internships. I, I, yeah, it's just an equality yeah. yes. issue and access Absolutely. issue. So, um, so I had turned it down <laughs> but I ended up uh uh getting an, a paid internship Good. uh in um work, working in Oregon Pipe National Monument in Arizona. So I went what? to the desert. Definitely instead.
0: In it's like on the way to Hawaii though. It's like, <laughs> like on the Oregon way. Kind of. <laughs>
2: it's like we went to Mexico, <laughs> okay. so it was a nice compromise. <laughs> like we would go we were like five miles from the border. Um so what that did was you fun. Do at that and yeah, so we were looking at um, the mutual the symbiotic mutualism between the Sunita moth and the Sunita cactus. Ooh, cool. So, it's a very cool uh system well, they're named and relationship.
0: The same. So they must they're be, named the yeah. same. best friends. <laughs> and
1: best friends.
2: yeah, they it, it's really cool. It's like um, the these moths would lay eggs on the f- Sunita flower. The the flower opens up at night. Um, they would lay the eggs on the flower and then the flower closes up the larvae is able to like protect you know them. live off the it protects oh, them and grow and they could live off the live off the insides of whatever um the then it so during that How process the right the flower got pollinated yeah. by the mom. So the cool. spreading
1: some flowers and
2: then the exactly and then the fruit falls to the ground and spreads its seeds and grows so the cactus and the larvae burrow oh. out to become moths did you watch
0: that happen yeah. You see I didn't out. watch
2: it happen. We literally would go out there in the middle of the night and count uh, how many eggs there were on flowers in this huge transect. And we had to memorize. It was like we had to memorize the map in our head because it was oh, pitch boy. dark. Oh and we were head working lamps. up with yeah. headlamps I was like, you had lamps. in the yeah. desert. And so many there was animal one.
0: noises around. Were there a
2: lot
1: of First of all, I think Eric Carl missed the boat with the hungry caterpillar. It feels like this should have been his story. Yeah. Second of all, <laughs> were stu- there scorpions? <laughs>
2: uh, I did not okay. see a scorpion. I was yeah. warned about them, but I almost stepped oh, on that's the that's the, the other bad one. They fluoresce. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, scorpions? Really? Scorpions? Scorpions? Oh, maybe oh, not it's not
0: a fluorescence. They- no, no it, is. it is. Scorpions? Yeah. Um- yeah fluoresce they like glow yeah with a black light oh. mm-hmm. we did that in um in kenya do we're not look like. at well we, i was just walking back to my little like a like room thing and people were like look at the black light look at the scorpion i was like nope but i do not want to see how many scorpions are around are anyway Yep, yeah.
2: but it was it was it was <laughs> an interesting it was an interesting uh adventure i mean we were we were doing all that work in a part where the park was closed because of illegal yeah. activity, um, and uh, there was a you know we would hear helicopters, the border patrol helicopters Whoa. above us. Yeah. yeah. And can I ask what year yeah. this was? Uh, this was 2004. Ooh. Yeah, this 2004. Four years. Yeah, exactly. And so we were <laughs> like, uh, of course, like my, the intern that was with me had like this beat up truck, and um. You know, we were done with our our uh whatever serving and we got into the truck and he's like going back to the to the house. Um and then we see lights behind us in oh, in the man. middle of the desert. Yeah. Uh and then we stopped and then the border patrol came out with their guns drawn oh. and was like, Lavas Los Mados, love it love de Los Mars we're like, ah. We're just local scientificos. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say. We're just crazy scientists. Oh, oh my God. And um, yeah, this was all before like field safety yeah. and.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. And right? You know what I mean?
1: A, yeah, I do. Before, before yeah. you were
0: a shotgun scientist. Okay. okay.
2: I could. I don't even want to know what it would be I'm if very, I had a I good. i like, I'm very afraid of what that might have been. Yeah. No, it was crazy. Like I wasn't even thinking Dang, about that stuff. Yeah. And then uh, right. they came. I mean, my the the intern that I was with was a white male, so that helped. Uh, sure. sure <laughs> In safety. Sure did. Uh, so <laughs> he was able to explain ourselves, and and we were let go and on our way. But that was like my first nope. broach with crazy field experiences oh,
1: yeah well that is a that's different a, sort of crazy yeah. than usually here mm-hmm. yeah well okay i it sounds like you just keep do- taking jobs where you're like what skill can i learn what skill can i learn what cool place can i go which that's is so really smart. that's so awesome smart. after yeah. arizona then what did you do yeah
2: so um after arizona uh, at the time i was interviewing for two spots uh, to be like a, a full time two like full time positions yeah. and I actually landed one I didn't think I was going to, going to but I actually landed one and was at Barnard College and that's oh, when I Oh as the research assistant As a research our... assistant yeah. yeah Awesome So that and I stayed at Barnard for like seven years
1: Oh wow And, and that's... that's where you sort of got this bug for like climate change treat- not a bug is that the wrong word this acorn no, yeah.
0: This yeah, so An pat- acorn Yeah. An
2: acorn Yeah <laughs>
1: exactly
0: mm-hmm. Got yep. bit by an acorn Yep <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly. So I I started that job and I, that's when I really delved into plants. Um and how plants work and and then I was able to because I had to make up my 2.5 GPA and I knew I wanted to go to grad school.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I uh took classes across the street of Columbia. Um and gotcha. was able to kind of make up for for that deficit. Um for so free like under I Oh, classes. yeah, I took classes for free because I was part. like
0: tuition mm-hmm. what's it called? remission
2: remission that's great yeah Yeah. um and so and that's how i got you know um my connection with kevin because i took one of his classes and then i was able to work with him and he could see what i did it was like i always tell people there's other ways to get into the door you know you don't have to go through the traditional way you can always um work at the place you want to go yeah get to know people and get to take classes and then you know work your way in stick there.
0: around yeah work your way in there. <laughs> that's great when yeah. did you know when did you know you wanted to go to grad school
2: yeah so um during that seven years of working there um i kind of my plan was like i always thought i would maybe get a master's uh at the very least so i was like i'll work here for three years and then i'll go get my master's but i was afraid of the gre Sure,
1: yeah. <laughs> which is gone Sorry. now. Thank God for the most part.
2: Yeah, you know, but three years turned into four, turned into no. five, and I was yeah. making money. Keep I was, it up. Yeah. I was an adult, and I was like, oh, I like this work life. I, yeah. I like the environment. I like working at Barnard. It's, it's an awesome place, and um, and I see how the students like. I was like, that's how I should have been like ca- cared for as a as an undergrad. Yeah. Oh. You know, like smaller yes. classes, yes. like. That support that you see in, at those institutions is so very like a nice. smaller liberal, arts, smaller kind, liberal arts kind, yeah, that would have worked nice. Um, yeah, but yeah, so I so I love the community, and then um, I the I was always on soft money, so which is um, stressful, it was which is always it stressful. It's like
1: yes. soft money so, to the list, it's just basically you're funded by a grant, so you have to keep getting grants. You keep applying for grants. Your 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 salary is never secure. You never feel yep. secure in your position. You basically. spend a lot what of time writing is. writing proposals instead of doing the actual. <laughs> proposals
2: right. <that> you know. <laughs> and thank God I was like I, I was never in the job in the position where I had to write my own right. fund write for my own funding. But it's still
0: it was still my, it, it was
2: stressful because pr- I yeah. it was like dusting off my resume every three years. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I ended up. Um, there was a position open in, in the Department of Environmental Sciences. I was working in biology at the time um, and they were looking for a program manager um, to, to, you know, just run all these programs and, and uh, come up with some new ones maybe, um, do all these different ad- admin TA tasks. Um, and I was like, yeah, I could do that. And plus I, I'm, I'm passionate about diversity in yeah. environmental science and I think this would be a great route to do that. And so um, I since that job was open, I interviewed there and we I got hired and we worked out an agreement where I would work in um, kind of segue, make a slow transition from biology oh, cool. to environmental science. So I overlapped one year and then solely focused on program management. And that's where I got cool. the skills for, like, the administration portion yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, and, and. The liaison things and all that stuff, right? And
0: you're, and it sounds like you were, you didn't have those admin skills, but you learned on the
1: job when you were. Exactly.
2: Learned on the job.
1: Everyone feel comfortable applying for jobs that Mm -hmm. you don't feel qualified for. (laughs) And I think what you said earlier, Angie, is like you were there, they knew you. That helped. They're like, she's a hard worker. She's committed to this. She's going to bring something, a new perspective that we haven't seen before, I bet. Yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. When. So. Oh, I guess is it in that position that you decided grad school? Let's yeah. Do
2: so there was a point in time when I, you know, now it's like probably year five, and I was like, um, I'd like a raise, <laughs> and I asked them, Let's go to grad school. <laughs> yeah. I know. I was in like, York I York like. City. I know. I like a raise. In New York City. And my my uh, boss was like, Well, you know, the position you have now, um, you know, you have a bachelor's, and you're asking for a I raise see. that would a oh. master's degree would have, yeah, exactly. I and rolled I, my
1: eyes if uh, the listeners <laughs> <laughs> couldn't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. And and <laughs> no, I you I have was all bummed. all the skills
1: we need, but not the not the title. Yeah.
2: I was I was a bit bummed, and I was like, you, you didn't know what? i would for
1: a master's already, so. <laughs> uh,
2: and I was like, I you know I I said to myself, I was like okay, well maybe I'm holding myself back. Now I need to get serious, and uh, luckily for me. Um, you know, Columbia had just launched their Bridge to PhD program for underrepresented students who want to go complete a PhD, but they need that help um, to get into grad school. And so I um, had applied and I, one of the perks was that they, um, you know, paid, they, they, I think they paid your salary and all that stuff. And I was like, listen, I already have a job. I just would like your mentorship. And I think they're like, come on board. Yeah. So I was on, I was in that um, for the last two years of my seven years there and, and got you into grad school
0: what that bridge it's like before the phd
2: yes so it's like a post-baccalaureate program gotcha. um so they invited um I, I advocate for that program i i i I really benefited from it. Um, and it's
0: a national program.
2: Yeah, there, there's, yeah, there's, there's, there's bridge to PhD programs all over the place. You just right. have to look to see. Not if, at
0: every school. But not at is, every school. Yeah, but, not just um,
2: Columbia. Right. And they're funded differently. And sometimes they have different, um, uh, you know, people that they, that they accept. My, my program or the program I was selected for solely wanted um, those to, who wanted a PhD in sciences. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they've actually changed it, where if you want an MD PhD, you can oh. actually get accepted. Oh, yeah, cool. that's so, too much school. Well, that's that's too great, much yeah. for me. Too much <laughs> yeah. school,
1: but that's a great resource. I didn't know about that resource. So that's really great. Yeah,
2: yeah. And now they have the like bridge to professorships too. Oh, um, interesting for graduate students. So, yeah. Uh,
1: I have two. One thing that I'm noticing, Angie, is you realized through this like awful experience you had at Cornell the value of a good mentor mm-hmm. and what that can how both detrimental that can be to your career and how much it can help you out. And I think that's really important to artic- that you've articulated to be like, yeah. well, even in this bridge program, you're like, I can do things, but I would like someone to help me navigate yeah. this miserable process, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that's really important for people to think about when they're thinking of careers and choices and places to go. Just having people that they can reach out to and rely on for advice and guidance is huge. And it's worth the like, I don't say networking but it's worth the like keeping in touch with people yeah um and then i guess the other thing do you so when you were it sounded like you got this masters to be like i'm how, how how's this gonna i can go more places with these advanced degrees do you and right now you're a master scientist. <laughs> Wait awesome. a second, you have a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my question. I'm so sorry. My this is the tonsillitis Rachel and I talked about earlier. Um, she has literal tonsillitis oh right now. Oh god! It's wow. a whole. Thing. It's impressive. Right. It is. I'm on She's a lot doing of drugs. great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I'm going. It sounds like though, as you articulated a little bit earlier, too, science communication and advocacy for diversity are your passions, and maybe not so much. The t- and I don't know if this is true the the tenure track professorship and is that fair to say and did you did you make that choice on purpose or was it sort of you just found you found yourself you manifested it like yeah. what yeah
2: I I've um you know I during graduate school uh, and I've been in grad school for a long time <laughs> I was I was there for nine oh, okay. years okay that's a little lot so that is <laughs> long. <laughs> Yeah. Too. yeah no i i yeah. definitely had yeah definitely had a journey what other stuff going on i definitely had a journey um but i you know noticed that there were at the time not much support for students of color mm-hmm. in grad school um and a lot of us did you know and we, we would have like um uh mixers you know and, and we get together and this is not just people in science um so I met a lot of people in humanities and and whatnot um and uh I remember um Devon Wade was his name he was a graduate uh, student in sociology I believe and he was like I want to create this graduate student program um and I want I want to have an organization. I wanted to be recognized, yeah. And by the college, because it was the only uh, student group, graduate student group that was recognized at Columbia at the time was the Women in Science, um, at Columbia, which I was also involved in. I was a co-president for for a year. Um, (laughs) Involved. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely involved. (laughs)
0: Slightly involved.
2: definitely involved. (laughs) She dabbled in. Yeah. And so he he wanted to create this like student of color alliance. And um, because we weren't getting the the support from the graduate school, Um, Mm -hmm. just how to navigate academia as a person of color, how to, you know, how do we write a successful NSF grant proposal uh, for graduate school? Um, Just other professional development. And even just where do we find each other? We were so siloed. Yeah. Um, and so we wanted to create a space where we can get together and support one another and build ourselves up and so um, we, we finally created that group and it's still going which is amazing um, and uh, that's where I really got that passion of like support mentorship I found the value you know peer support especially Yeah, right and I still do it today like even I'm, I'm an educator uh, outdoor education um, and I found others who are like me and we talk to each other and we like collaborate and all this stuff. So, awesome. it's, so it's great. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. Did you, are you, when you were doing your PhD, were you like, I want to go into outdoor ed? Like, did you see that for yourself? How did you make this? To, and we're going to wrap up soon because we've taken so much of your time, but this has been <laughs> such a fun conversation. That's
2: yeah, a great conversation. Uh,
1: <laughs> we're yeah, doing I guess, great. <laughs> What was silly for me when I was in graduate school and this is like, selective bias right because you're surrounded by everyone who's like the track that you go on if you're here is tenure track professorship tenure track professorship right I honestly wish in graduate school I had seen more people who are like I left academia I have I have all these skills from academia yeah. I know how to write a grant I know how to ma- pro- project manage I know how mm-hmm. to do all these other things mm-hmm. this is what they're called. Outside of academia, <laughs> here's how you market yourself. Yeah. So I'm just this is like a per, person. And they tried like, to do that like once a year. They'd bring in two alumni.
0: To I graduate, know.
2: Exactly. Also bring in
0: like Exxon, like they yeah, huh.
2: yeah. Um, so
0: I believe we said on our first episode. but We can say it again. F U Exxon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Carry on.
1: <Period. laughs> so get, point blank. Period. Yes. <laughs> yeah. My question to you is: How did you decide? Like, I did you always have this passion for education? And you were like, sought that out. Mm -hmm. I I want to learn from your journey out into this space. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No. Oh, man. It's such a... It it wasn't a snap decision, for sure. It it was a a culmination of experiences and culmination of knowing my skills and what I'm good at and what career track would best support that, I think. And so I... um, I definitely in grad school there was a point at which I was like Ugh, I can't I can't become a professor. Sure. Like I was just like I kinda of made that decision. I didn't voice it, but yeah. I was like I wanna do anything else but um now I remain a little bit more open if mm-hmm. my my career track does change. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, at the time I was just I was like the currency is getting grants and writing yeah. I'm taking so long to write this dissertation. I don't think this is for me. So that's that's kind of where it was. No, sure. Even though the graduate, I've been told the graduate experience is different than being a professor and writing. But I still was scarred.
0: But it's still, (laughs) I I, I totally get. I'm still scarred from writing too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not fun to do something over and over again that you don't think you're good at. It's like not
2: exactly. I couldn't. So I was like, oh, geez, what what else can I do? Of course, I like you know saw some. People go into um, the the consulting world, yeah. right? Mm. McKinsey yep. and all that stuff, yeah. right? And I was like, ooh, money. Yeah. And, then <laughs> was, and then I was, then like, <laughs> I, I was have like, a PhD. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I was quantitative. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh yeah. no, you have to like work a hundred hours a week. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh, I value my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then, uh, yeah, I saw things here and there, but I, things didn't come naturally to me. I don't know. It just didn't yeah. seem like it would be a good fit. So, um. I just applied. I, I was actually going down the route of becoming maybe a dean of diversity,
1: oh sure,
2: equity uh, inclusion like an, type of thing. Yeah, yeah, a um, yeah. And but I didn't have my PhD yet. But my funding ran out. Oh my I had gosh. to work. Yeah. So I instead of becoming a dean, I decided <laughs> to go and look for diversity pro- program coordinators or things like yeah. that. And that's gotcha. where I kind of landed, uh, working um, uh, as a as a diversity. I was a diversity research coordinator at um, med school
0: That's awesome, so you're taking yeah. your passion for this diversity work and the skills that you have yeah. learned throughout all these internships and grad school and research assistant and
2: mm-hmm. and I manifested great. that yeah unfortunately uh it was uh, not a good situation. It oh. was pretty toxic uh workplace and hmm. um i had and I was also commuting from Pennsylvania to New York City daily oh my for six God. months and that was like eight hour commute that's <gasps> your daily life yeah eight hour mm-hmm. it was four hours Andrew, uh getting there in the morning and four talks, hours like working yeah it was That's it was, a whole job it was a whole job on top of the job that oh was already gosh. not great and then yeah. so six months i in i resigned yeah um, good call, good call, good call. yeah i was just like <laughs> i'm not great, gonna do this, this yeah. um but at the at the same time um my mother was, uh, had health issues and she was, uh, had chronic kidney disease. And um, so she, you know, I moved back home and I was like, need to take care of her. Um, And I was really close to giving up on the PhD, to be honest. I was Mm -hmm. like, "Eh, maybe I'll do, I'll be happy. You know, I keep things into perspective. And this is like, I always tell people, it's like, if I had to give up pursuing my degree for my family I would have because that is you know what I mean like some people think it's like all or nothing but I keep things into perspective yeah
0: that's Um,
2: great so but which also means
0: when you're like doing the work it's like you appreciate
2: the work even more for itself Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: exactly
2: so yeah no I I eventually um my mother's doing great she has she has a kid a new kidney take care Yay! of that baby <laughs> Yay, shout science. out
0: shout out new kidney <laughs> exactly
2: <laughs> and um i at the time i i was unemployed right so i was uh dabbled here and there um was worked at a farmer's market selling awesome. bread yeah. um i became a chef delicious uh, oh my gosh. at, at the uh, the Highlights Foundation. If you ever read Highlights for Children, the magazine, yes. yeah, yep. the
0: Rainbow title, yep. yeah, yeah, Goof- Goofus and Gallant. Oh, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> they are, yeah. So their their home base is like half an hour from where I, where my hmm. I grew Goofus up. Goofus
1: and Gallant's home base, Highlights.
2: Yes, <laughs> Highlights. You know Goofus? <laughs> I know. I know them all, and I know the people who write them oh. and oh. and and illustrate. And it was it was a great opportunity. I got to meet, have so many so.
1: So, you so many were doing experiences all of this while yeah. also getting your PhD. Yeah, was well, a While well fully of, enrolled. Which is, oh my goodness. For yeah. grad students listening, they, most of, that's yeah, so impressive. Didn't, show, I didn't show, so have impressive. anyone
2: I don't to financially support me. Sure. You know? sure. I, I was doing yeah. it just kind of on my own, but I needed yeah. to work. Yeah. And um, uh, luckily for me, I mean, I, I, I ended up working at the highlights Foundation I love them they're they're amazing I'm still involved I'm in their on their uh, diversity and yeah. equity and inclusion committee right now um, and I ended up uh, transitioning from being a chef to um, I, and I credit my my best friend from high school chef Amanda she kind of runs the joint um, for pulling me in but i I became a program assistant helping them manage their um, Diversity in Children's Literature Fellowship. And so the diversity stream came in because we have similar issues in the children's literature and in science. Yeah. So it was kind of a perfect marriage. Um, but a year and a half in, my mentors uh, from my PhD life reached out and was like, BlackRock it has this job. I think you'd be perfect for it. You should apply. And awesome. I was like, I should. I, I should really try to get back into science. And, and I got motivated to um, finish my PhD. Yeah. And that was the perk. If I got the job and yeah. I finished my PhD, I would get a salary bonus. Yes. Oh, um, my God. And in so... I, I, end is inside, the end yeah. is in sight. The end is in sight. So I got... I, I interviewed. I got the job. I finished my PhD. I got the bonus. And now I'm just... Um, I'm really getting into the work of, like, education, which is, it, which is kind of still new to me, you know? Yeah. I and wasn't trained yeah, right. as an educator and, in that sense
0: it sounds like you've like gotten to this point where you're the master what is it master Master science science educator educator. that you have like a really big impact you have a big say over what's going on at the forest which is
2: yeah it's so cool really cool projects i'm getting involved in so I'm, i'm really enjoying it and
0: you you said you're like talking to People of other forests. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Other forest people. <laughs> yes.
2: There are
1: other forests. That's awesome. Well, Angie, I think what's also just really interesting that we haven't heard too much yet is the, the how open you were to just try. The, the yeah. true diversity of things that you were like, I'll do it, I'll do it. I haven't worked with fish before. I don't know what, like, the, like let's try it. Mm-hmm. And how also you were sort of resilient, right? And persistent. You're like, I'm going to keep doing these things. But I also am going to prioritize family over work, which I think people should hear more often.
0: Yeah.
1: But your path was not straightforward or clear cut. And I feel like you're still on a path, right? And your job could change again. And I think it's really important to see those. Yeah. And your... I don't know. It's it's, it's like a yeah. wonderful, beautiful journey. And thank you for sharing that with us. Of course. And you're choosing happy life and family all the time.
0: All the
2: time. Which is amazing. Do, all the time. Which is
1: what everyone should do. And yeah,
2: yes. I think we
1: have <laughs> two last questions. I won't let you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fine. fine. And they're, short. they're short. They're short. Yeah. yeah sure.
0: So, okay. If there were no climate crisis, can you imagine? If there oh, were no climate crisis wish. happening, yeah. what do you think you'd be up to now?
2: Hmm.
0: It's okay to be like probably this anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. I, <laughs> I, I, this
2: anyway. I was going to say this anyway, but I do have if if say science was not in my life. Yeah, say this yeah,
0: yeah, sure. right. Okay. If science it. was not in my better life, better question. <laughs> I would
2: be a travel photographer yes. or um, uh, selling pina coladas on the beach somewhere. Yes,
1: Ugh, I'd buy back to pina your pina pina snack
2: pina bar
0: home. days. Your yeah. chicken, chicken fries, Cider chicken master. fries. <laughs>
2: Handing off keys to a boat somewhere. What a life. Yeah. I, I, I would do that. that
0: comes, or like Great. Greek mythology. You know, you hmm?
2: in an alternate universe, I think in a parallel world, I was uh, something. That's, I don't know what you call them. Greek mythology always, people.
1: Yeah, that's what you call them. Greek yeah.
2: mythology people. <laughs> Zeus? Yeah. Jupiter? Gods, Herons? I believe. Yes. God.
1: God. Hercules? <laughs> Which one do you? Exactly. Well... Andrew, do you have any pets?
2: I oh. do. Tell Ooh. us
1: about them, too. Do they have a social media presence? That's they our last do question. not, like it's Rachel okay. has. Do you have That's a social right. media presence <laughs> on which they appear? Uh,
2: yeah. He, uh, my little dog, Hunter, appears on Ooh. my social media feed from time to time. Do you, you have a dog?
0: travel photography
2: uh, Instagram? I do. Yes. Who can feature that? Yeah. <laughs> my mine is a uh, uh, Ariga 321. Uh A U R I G A 321. That's Got my it. my photography site. Um and Ariga, this is in my astronomy aspiration days. Oh. It's a constellation that looks like a home.
0: You know oh I gosh. can't well,
1: lie that I follow Angie. you. Yes. Oh I don't but you. I will
0: oh, I follow on. you. I follow you and I didn't know what that was, so now I'm glad I know. <laughs>
2: yes. It is a constellation, yes.
1: Aww. I was just like, I got to write that down, but we're recording. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, Angie, it has been absolutely a delight to have you
1: let you go. We kept you a long time. Yeah. I apologize. But it was <laughs> worth it. I this was an awesome <laughs>
2: conversation. I'm glad I was uh alert, awake, and yes. you guys to be get. interviewed.
1: I (laughs) needed it.